Well, greetings this morning in God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ's name. Uh, it just was a really blessed time here uh, uh, through the devotional and, 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 and Sunday school. Uh, you could just take that and keep going with it, and I might. I was thought, I thought uh, there for a while Merlin's going to preach my sermon. So uh, I'm going to use some of the same verses, and, and just think of this, a person from North, north uh, Indiana, the Spirit leading him to use those verses, and a, and a person from northwest Pennsylvania, the Spirit leading him to use those verses. It is God. He is great. And we talked about this uh, in, in Sunday school here, the contentment. Uh, isn't contentment comes from the security that we have. Now, there's a false security, and, 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 and Christ often talks about this uh, false security, uh, in things of this earth, but if our security is in God, in Jesus Christ, that brings contentment. That brings, that brings contentment because we know that Christ is overall and that everything is, is, is going to be okay if we have our security in Christ. <clears throat> I also thought about uh, the contentment and uh, uh, and having that security, why is it, and, and, and the last couple questions was about growing and abounding and increasing, we, we had those words this morning, and increasing in, in, in Christ. Why is it when somebody suffers innocently that it brings an increase to the kingdom of God? We, we just take Christ for an instance. That his suffering brought an increase. So, did Charles Ma uh, Manson, 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 uh, the murderer, back in the seventies, uh, or you take the worst person put in prison? Does that bring an increase? It doesn't, does it? It doesn't really bring an increase. But if somebody suffers for Christ's sakes, and he's innocent then you know it, it, it brings it, it, it brings an increase <clears throat> so let let's keep our security in 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 the, in in Christ uh, and my sermon is this morning on Matthew 5 on non-resistant now I, I, I was I, as I walked in here I said oh this is all wrong you know I should have um, I should have come up with something else, but I came to this sermon. I was preparing it for at home, and then we decided to come out here, and uh, and so I decided, well, I'll just keep going. Uh, if you don't need it, I do. There's some happenings that happened in my life that I find myself I found myself on the wrong side of non-resistant. Now, I want to tell you that I didn't hit anybody. I didn't do anything to anybody. I didn't take anybody to the law. But in my heart, I would have liked to for a while. I would have really liked to because what happened to me wasn't, it wasn't fair. It wasn't, it was absolutely not fair. I was accused of something that I didn't do. And so it took me a little bit to accept it and just 
accept it, and start praying for those people. It took me a while. Now, if you can do that right away, then yeah, you're you're on the wrong on the right road. So, but I did. I I I I was completely innocent. Well, I, I'll tell you the story, and maybe, and in just short. So, there's a real estate guy that got a hold of me, and uh, to show me uh, a track of land. So I went, and I said, "Well, I'm not interested." And he said, "Well, I have another one, and I have a contract with this person. Just a uh, 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 he calls it a a, a a private contract with him to sell it." And he said, there's a lot of timber on it, and he's bidding the timber out. But he would like to have a price on the property and the timber. And so I said, sure, I'll look at it. And he walked with me. He, he was, showed me the houses and two houses on it, showed me, the, showed me the property. And we went there. And we looked at it. And lo and behold, when it got out and went down the road, turned around, there was a timber buyer there that I knew real well. So I stopped and I talked to him. He said, what are you doing here? Are you buying this property? And, 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 and the neighbor was there. One of the old, old man, nosy old man that you find in those neighborhoods. And, and he said, uh, were you with the real estate guy? And then right away, the timber buyer said, are you buying this property? I said, well, I was with the real estate guy, yes. He, they want a price on it. And did that ever create fire? All the way from Colorado to Pennsylvania. The owner was in Colorado. And uh, so that timber buyer right away called the forester and said, hey, no use bidding on this. John's here. He's going to buy the property. And uh, so about a day later, the owner called me and cussed me out. And he just went after me. And I said, well, he said, and I, I couldn't even talk, so I just finally told him, well, you can believe what you want to believe, uh, you know, whatever you want to believe, and I just didn't hit back. But he hired the real estate guy to get me to go make a bid on that land. Now, I think I was innocent. I didn't get the property, that's for sure. But uh, things like that happened. But the way I reacted in my heart is what was wrong. I was not non-resistant for a while. I was, I was not non-resistant. It took me a while to pray for all the people involved, the owner, the, the, the owner and the forester and everybody involved. I just, just took me a while. And that's the way we are. We're made up of flesh and, and we, you know, we, but the true non-resistant person and we want to look into some of the, the verses here. But first, my thoughts also went to a group of people. And, and, and this non-resistant thing, sometimes, sometimes we think of we're born into it. We're not born into it. You know, yes, there's a long-standing Anabaptist uh, people that are non-resistant. We don't go to war. We don't fight. And we'll, we'll resist that. We'll, we'll resist that. But... Non-resistance goes just a lot further than that. But there was a group of people back in the 1500s. This is just so interesting to me, and it might not be so interesting to you, but it is to me because uh, 
the history of the, the prisoners in Pasa, they used to float down the Rhine River, and there was 50 people, 50, 50 people captured and put in the Oberhaus dungeon in, in, in Passa. Now there was a house down by the river and the guards were in there and, and, and the, 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 the other prison was up the hill on top of the hill. And that's where they threw in these 50 people. Now, there was 50 men, but there were some women with them too. Some of their wives were there. But what is so interesting to me, how innocent, how did they spend their time? For five years, they were in prison. Now, some died in prison, some, some, some died there. Uh, this is where they wrote 53 songs in that prison in that five years. And they found the Osborne from page 435 to 770, just before the low bleed. Those are the songs that they wrote in that prison, 53 songs. Now, there's only 15 in the Osborne. Three of them they, uh, were in the original Osborne. That was the original Osborne was those 53 songs. There's one Osmond from that 15, uh, 1564 edition. There's just one in the world that was found. And that is at the archives in, in the Goshen College in, in Indiana, northern Indiana. Harold Bender found it in 1928 in a used bookstore. And Carol, that's why I go through used bookstores. That's why I know, spend so much time, okay? <coughs> defend myself here a little bit. Uh, he was browsing uh, through a used bookstore in Harrisburg, PA. He came upon this old yellow book and he opened and he couldn't believe it. A 1564 Ausbund. The only one known. The only one in the world. That in itself is, 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 is God's leading. But He showed his eagerness a little bit too much to buy that book. The bookstore owner said there's something going on. He put the price, just keep raising the price. He got it, he finally got it, but he put the price way up. But let me get to these, to these. now these are some of the songs that you're very familiar with from 435 to 700. Um, page 700, we, we sing that often. See, what is it? Von Herzen will ich singen, right? From the heart, I want to sing. Um, think, but I, I got to keep moving here. But there's so much in those songs. So if you want to, just take the Osborne out and and do a study on that. The one song is a very lengthy so uh, song. I'm not sure how many lines it has, but it if you calculate it, how long it takes us to sing the low bleed or so. Uh, if you calculate it, it would take about six hours to sing it. Now, did they sing it in prison? They probably did. They didn't have anything else to do, did they? But they were, they were innocent. They were in there. They, they didn't have an army to come to rescue them. They were non-resistant non people. One more thing on, on Song 100. I think this is song 100, uh, song 100, not page 100, but song 100. 
has 14 verses. And those 14 verses were written by 14 different men put together. And the last verse was written by a teenager, a teenage boy, in prison. He died two years into imprisonment. So he, he only was in prison two years before he died. But he wrote the last verse. The initials are, are, are on each verse. Are, you, you can, uh, but his name was uh, uh, Snyder was his last name. Bernhard Snyder was his name. But here was a teenage boy standing up for faith in Jesus Christ. The, the conditions in, in, in that dungeon was so bad that quite a few of them died. But that's where Hans Betts and those songs come from. But just, just, I just want to bring that out, in the non-resistance. Yeah, we do have a, 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 a rich heritage of non-resistance, but it's not going to save me. It's not going to bring non-resistance to me. My security in Jesus Christ, my love in Jesus Christ, that's what it takes for me to have, and I found out uh, last week that I'm not too solid in non-resistance. I'm just not too solid. If my thoughts are that way that I don't want to do harm to somebody or I want to defend myself. So, just, just again I want to say just not going to war Resisting that will not make me a non-resistant. I remember the hippie days in the 70s. I remember in the 60s and the 70s, I, I remember the hippie days, and they protested against the war. They didn't go to war. They, they flew to Canada, and they, they went all about not to go to war. And they said, peace, peace, peace. But uh, yes, it wasn't. So how is my non-resistant? Let's go to Matthew 5. And again, read a few of these verses. Matthew 5, uh, verse about 38. You have heard that it has been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that you resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him also the, the other also. And if any man will sue thee at law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him too. Give to him that asketh thee, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not away. You have heard that it has been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, Love your enemy, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despisefully use you and persecute you. Why? That you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publicans the same? And if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans do so? Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. You have, heard, you have heard an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Do unto them as, you, as they do unto you. Hit, take, and kill. 
In the Old Testament, this is the way it was. You know, somebody killed your uh, somebody killed your ox, you killed his ox, or you know, that, there's there's difference. You know, it it was when you made a mistake, even made a mistake, you paid for it through that. You paid for it through that. But it's a new dispensation. You forgive. Why do you want? Just think of this. You know, if, if, if somebody bombs the U.S., we're going to bomb back. We're going we're, we're to go again. Why are we stuck in the old times? Why are we stuck in the Old Testament? That's exactly what, where we're stuck if we want evil to befall somebody, our enemy, or somebody that does something against us. If we want them to, 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 uh, or to, uh, uh, have something go wrong for them, you know, we're stuck in the old. Resist not evil. 39 says, but I say unto you that you resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on the one cheek, turn the other also. Now that's, that's hard to do. That that's probably would be hard to do. If somebody comes and whacks you, literally, then it just simply says that, turn the other also. I'm not sure if I could handle that. Now we go read to the verse that Merlin had this morning in, in, in Thessalonians 5.15. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourself and to all men. Now, Paul here tells us among yourself also. Among yourself. He's talking about the church. He's talking about practice non-resistant in the church also and to all men. If that would be done, that would, uh, you know, if we totally, totally practice non-resistance in the church, you know, we wouldn't have as much problems in the church, would we? And then Peter says about the same thing. He says, not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrawise blessings, knowing that you are thereunto called, that you should inherit a blessing. And I just... I, I was just, I didn't look that railing up, but uh, Merlin just told us what it is. Going after somebody just in a, just going after him and derating him down to, just putting him down to the mud pile. Just, just going after him and, and bringing all the evils and all the wrong things and all the things he does and, and, and bringing, uh, just talking about him, gossiping about him and just running him down. That's what that means. So is that non-resistant when we take them and just put them down in the mud hole? Is that really non-resistance? Oh no, I wouldn't go to war. No, I wouldn't go to, to Iraq or Iran or, and help the US, but here I am doing it in the brotherhood. Now this was the same Peter that he, he said here, not rendering evil for evil. This was the same Peter that took the sword and 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 remember in the rest in the garden and 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 took the ear off a of, off a of one of the people there in the garden, Malachus, took his ear off, and Christ went over there and took the ear and put it back on and said, No, no, Peter, 
we're, we're, we're moving into a new era. We're moving into the New Testament era. And, and you do not use the sword. Put it away. Put it away. And I think that's where things change. Right there, things changed. The old way is out. The new way is in. And uh, really the old way is one of the dangerous ways to live there is, isn't it? The resistant way. It's not a blessing like he says here. It says, we will inherit a blessing, Peter says, by not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing. Overcoming evil with good. See, this is what he says that we should do. We should overcome the evils that befall us. Use good to overcome those. There's just about nothing in this world that doesn't respond to love. Actually, it's, uh, in Corinthians, doesn't it say that love never fails? Doesn't it say that? It says that love never fails. So, so if somebody does something evil to us, could we just do something good to overcome that? It, 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 it really works. There's very few people that don't have a little place in their heart for love. They have a little place in their heart. You know, even the animals, if you show them love, they'll respond to it. Let's say this again. There is a way to win, and that's the way. It's overcoming evil with good, with blessing. Again, that in, in, in Thessalonians, as it says that, uh, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourself and to all men. In John 3, he says, and this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that does evil hateth the light. Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that does truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be manifest that they are wrought in God. See, this is what brings the increase. This is what, when, when, when they are from the light and not evil, what, what can we do if we hit back? We don't do any good, do we? We just increase evil. Evil increases. It is certainly a separation. And that's why we, we have to understand the two kingdom concepts. We have to understand that, that there's two kingdoms. The one is with God, the other one is with the world and the darkness. And that separation has to be made. If I hit back, then that is not from the kingdom of God. A good tree brings us forth good fruit, and an evil tree brings us forth evil fruit. God, Christ has separated that. He, he has explained that so well. There's a story in the Old Testament uh, on non-resistant. And, and I, I believe non-resistant uh, started in the Old Testament. If we, many times we read about God said, well, God said to David, he said, don't, don't count your warriors. Don't. Because I want to be that strength. I want to be the one. See, that was the same David that went out <laughs> as a young boy and he looked up at Goliath and says, 
you know, yeah, you come with all that armory, you know, and all that, the sword and all that stuff. But I come to you in the name of God. See, I see none resistant in that. I see none resistant in Daniel. When, when he, uh, he didn't fight back, they threw him in the lion's den. I, you know, and, and, and they threw the, his three friends in the furnace. They said, well, it's up to God. It's really up to God. They didn't. But the story that, uh, and, and there's many stories like that in, in, in the Old Testament. But the story that I really like, and this is a test. It, it's really a test for me when it comes to real estate. I love real estate, and I, you know, I just, uh, so many times I have people walk and just use my land the way they want. That the last one was down in Brookville, Pennsylvania, and on my cameras, a person drove his side by side right past my camera, right through my food plot. And what am I gonna do? Well, I looked at that picture and I said, well, I can find that side by side, and I did, sitting right beside the road before it turned in. And I thought, now, should I go in there and really get him? Just really tell him what, you know, what's Trump and what's not, you know. You know, I, I worked a little while, but I, did, I didn't stop. I just kept on going home. But this happens to me often. But there again, I want to tell you something that, how do I feel about it? Would I like to put some nails down so he gets flat tires the next time or what? Do I want to fight back? Or am, am I good with it? But here's the story. There was a man named Isaac in the Old Testament. And when, he, when, Abraham, when Abraham died, or it, it, I, I actually didn't know, but Abraham had many wells, it says. And the Philistines, they came and threw dirt in all of them. Did anybody ever just cut your well down so you wouldn't have water is life for his livestock, for his, for his family, for his, water is life. So what did Isaac do? He went out and he got his, his, his servants to dig another well. They came, did the same thing to that well. Now here is about where I would have said, enough is enough. Now it's time to do something about this. But he went out, he dug another well. And what did they do? They came and closed that well up. He just kept going. He kept moving. He moved away from them. He kept moving and, and digging wells till they let him alone. Isn't that a beautiful story? I just can't say that I live up to that story. I just, you know, I just, if somebody would, we, we read in the news a lot about the squatters moving in people's empty houses. And, and last night when we got to Robinson Ice Carol, is somebody living in here? And what would I do if somebody would just do that? Somebody would just move in. What, what would I do? I don't know what I would do, but I would hope at least I would try to act like a, a reasonable person, a decent person. 
Now, it goes on and it, it gets a little weaker here. It's not hitting or resisting, and, but, it, but it does. And it, and, and it says in verse 40 here, it says, If any man will sue thee at law and take away the coat, let him also have thy cloak. In, in, in other words, um, just give him more. There is a good story about a Mennonite uh, young couple about this. Uh, they, their horse ran out in the road and uh, they had an accident. I don't remember, people ran into the horse and I can't remember was how, was somebody killed or, it happened in Linton, Kansas. Maybe some of you know the story. Uh, it happened in Linton, Kansas and uh, so of course they sued. They, they, they went to court and, uh, or threatened them to go to court. Well, they did. And, and so this young couple decided, and I'm not sure why the church wasn't there. I'm not sure why the church didn't. Uh, but the young couple went to, the, to these people and said, we don't have any money. But we do have, we live in this house, and right beside our house we have 40 acres. We would let you have the 40 acres. And they said, well, we don't want the 40 acres. So their attorney said, okay, we'll sell the 40 acres. And then we'll get, we'll, we'll, we'll use that money to pay. So the agreement was made with the young couple that they get the, the proceeds from the 40 acres. And so a couple days before the auction, and this is where the world just doesn't know, just where greed and, and hitting back and doesn't know. So the attorney started to think, no, no, this is not gonna work. The Mennonites are gonna buy that 40 acres. So he, he went to see the young couple and said, okay, we're, we're gonna have an auction, yeah, but there's no Mennonite can bid on this land. Well, he just cut his throat, didn't he? He just cut his throat. See, that's, that's the way the world thinks. But they had the auction, they sold the property, went to an outsider, and the person got the proceeds. Think about that. Think about that. Could I do that? Could I really do that? Give my land beside my house. There's a separate, there's a separate track of land, 23 acres beside, and I just love it. It has good growing trees in it, it has all kinds of deer in it. Could I just up and say, well, you can have that 23 acres. It just, it just, when I thought about this and, 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 and studied this, it just, it challenged me. It challenged me. Hopefully I, I never have to come to that. But here is, is they overcame evil with good. That's what that means. It's going to be a sacrifice. It's going to take a sacrifice. Now he goes on here and he says in, in, in 41 and 42, he says, And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him too. So, and this came out to, they asked the, the Roman soldiers, asked the Jewish people to, they could ask them to, to go a mile. But he says, when they ask you to carry the burden for a mile, just don't do it just for a mile, go with them, go, go another mile. And so if somebody asks you, and this is not a lawsuit here, but it says if somebody compels you, then just give them more. Give 
to him that asked thee. Now, there's three things here. And he and him that would borrow of thee turn not away. This is part of the non-resistance here. And I'm not sure how to, maybe I should get somebody else to interpret this or, or bring, uh, point this out. But uh, uh, if somebody asks something of you, do it. And, and, and there's all kinds of stories in the pioneer days, especially in Holmes County. And, and we just heard the, the story in the, in the school program about the Hostetler family massacre. And it, the history books tells us that uh, uh, Hostetler's wife, whatever her name was, that she often turned the Indians away when they came for food, or she, was all, she wasn't nice to them. And that's why they picked the Hostetler homestead. I don't know. And we have a few stories like that in Holmes County. There's a house burnt down, uh, down close to Bedford, uh, that the same way that the, the woman of the house, uh, the Indians came for food too often, and she turned them away. And so they burnt down his house. So he asked us of the gift. I don't know if there's a limit to that, but it just, the scripture just says, he that ask us, give. And he that would borrow of thee, turn not away. We're in modern times. We have, uh, he that, uh, and I thought about borrowing from people, or uh, are we willing to share our goods, or uh, I think there's a, in between the Hutterites and us, I think there's a way to do this. I, I remember Brother Yuri, when we lived out here at Flat Rock. He, uh, you know where he lived. He started his uh, cabinet business there. And uh, he would come down and, and, uh, and get my tractor and my loaders to do things. But you know, every time that tractor came home, the tank was always filled up to the fullest. He always filled that tank up. So if we borrow from each other, I guess what I'm saying is we can be, we can uh, be respectful. Is what I'm trying to say, and I'm not sure how this all fits in there. And I could also talk about people that didn't have any respect for your things, but let's leave that. Matthew 5, verse 43 and 44: You have heard that it been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thy enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemy, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despisefully use you and persecute you. Now here, it here is, it's, it's talking about the enemy. That even the enemy, it goes as far as your enemy. Now if you don't, you know, we don't want enemies, do we? We, we don't, and, and, but it so happens that, you know, you make enemies. Even, even by doing good. But if you have enemies, it says how to use them. It tells us how to use them. To pray for them. To feed them. To give them food. See, this is what I was just talking about, the hostelers and, and, and the Indians, Native Americans, and so. Uh, so recompense... In Romans 12, this is also Merlin used this Romans 12 to 20, 21. Recompense no man evil for evil, 
providing things in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lies in you, live peacefully with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I will, uh, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, you shall heap coals of fire on his head. And that, in the beginning, I talked about suffering uh, in innocence. And I believe this is what he is saying. It's fire. Be not overcome evil, overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Now, how should we take this? Now, I found myself already thinking when somebody did something against me, just you wait. Is that non-resistance? Well, of course it isn't. Just wait. God is going to punish you. You're going to get your due rewards. You're going to get it. That comes from an evil heart. That, com that doesn't come from a loving heart. That doesn't come from... I might as well go hit or, or, or punish him if we feel that way. So that you may be the children of your father which is in heaven. For he maketh the sun rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even so the sinner? And if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the sinners so? Be you therefore perfect, even as your Father is in heaven. If we just do good to the ones that do good to us, is what it is saying. Doesn't it say that whatsoever you would, you would that men do to you, do you even so to them? For this is the golden rule. This is for this is the law and the prophets. This is this is the law and the prophets. Now, it also the the word tells us commending ourselves to every man's conscience. It even goes non-resistance goes as far as 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 not overriding somebody's conscience. Can this be done? Oh, it can. But you have, re uh, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, not using the word of God deceitfully. See, we can even be resistant in using the word of God. But it always calls us to be non-resistant in this. Not handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the true commanding ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. And that's a little bit what we talked about this morning. Now, just a few words in conscience. I, I just appreciated Mernon Klein so often. He would, if we would have to, have, have to work with somebody... He would always warn us. He says, now watch that you don't overwrite his conscience. Now watch that you don't damage his conscience. So he recognized, what, what Vernon Klein recognized is that this, all people have a connection with God. And God 
and this person's conscience worked together. And, and he, 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 he was aware of that. And he, and he said, now watch yourself. One more point that I would like to get on, on, on non-resistance. In James, this is probably the biggest bomber, nuclear weapon that we have. Call it a nu nuclear weapon. Wherefore, my, uh, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak, slow to wrath. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religious is in vain. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And that is so, that is so true. A little fire, just a little fire, can become a huge fire. And, and James is using this here as, as if you say something just a little bit, it, it can become a fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members, that it defiles the whole body and sets the fire, the course of nature, and it sets on a fire of hell. For every kind of beast and every bird and every serpent and of everything in the sea is tamed and has been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Therefore bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men which are made after similitude of God. This is serious. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be what the heart is full of, the mouth will speak. Wow. Those are, that's pretty strong. It's pretty strong, but it just simply tells us that if your tongue can set on a war, it can, it can, it, it can bring on war. And it's hard to tame. The only way it's going to be tamed is in Christ Jesus. The only way that that tongue is able to be put into check is in, in Christ Jesus. Proverbs says something like this. The words of a tailbearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Proverbs 16, 23, and 24. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and, and addeth learning to his lips. Pleasant words are as honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to the bone. And what gets a sign inside is, can't say that anymore. How, how, does anybody know that verse in Proverbs? A word fitly spoken is like, a word fitly spoken is like apples in a silver bowl. A beautiful picture. But a word spoken out of wrath and anger will set the world on fire. A soft answer turn us away wrath. Now here it is, the non-resistant. Here it is. A soft answer. And this is so hard for me. You just softly answer. Just, 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 uh, and I don't think it, it, it's the volume of the volume of your speech or your voice. I don't think that's what it's talking about. But a soft answer. 
grievous words stir up anger. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge aright, but the mouth of the fool pour us out foolishness. Now, now we have positive here and negative, we and, and it, we, we can overcome. Here, here's, an, here's a few more. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Did you hear that? Death and life is in the power of the tongue. And in, in Psalms uh, 39, David says, I said, I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. I am proposed in my, in my, in my heart that my mouth shall not transgress. David knew this. He said, I will bridle my tongue. Maybe that's what, I just popped in my mind. Maybe that's, sometimes we should wear a mask, you know, that's mask we're wearing COVID. Maybe that would help us sometime. And it probably would help me to keep my words in check. Anyway, this is a way, I just brought this out. This is a way that we need to be non-resistant in our speech also. So what shall we be teaching? Shall we then, let, let me say it this way. Again, I want to say that the long-standing thing of that we're Anabaptist people, we're Mennonite, we're Amish, that, and we don't go to war, is not the non-resistance that we want to practice. It goes much, much deeper than that. But what is the foundation of non-resistance? Isn't the foundation of this is maybe what we should have been talking about today. Isn't it, number one, love, forgiveness, mercy, grace, and compassion. That really is the foundation. If we can get that into our heart, that is the foundation of non-resistance. When we live that, that is how Christ lived. Love, forgiveness, grace and mercy and compassion. If we live that life, then non-resistance is going to be that hard. In fact, James also says that mercy, uh, if you don't show mercy, you won't receive mercy. And he also says that mercy will prevail at judgment day. So let's remember that. Let's remember that, that really non-resistance is this, that my life is injected with love, mercy, grace, and compassion, and that Christ is really ruling in my heart. And then we don't have so much, you know, so when those things come up, when things come up like it did for me, simply I, 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 I let, I let the Satan in. I let him in by just feeling. And, and what was the deal? What was, why? Because there was an earthly thing involved, right? There was an earthly thing involved, and that's to my shame. That's just similar to my shame. So with the power of Christ, we can love our enemy. We can love, love the people that do wrong to us. We can pray for them when we have the real thing in our heart. Now, I told you about a lot of my shortcomings, and maybe I've got to go home and practice it, so what I preached here. And so 
ask your prayers that I can do that. Let's kneel in prayer. Father God in heaven, we come to you and we're kneeled before you. We want to thank you, God. You are the author and finisher of our faith. And you are the one that we can have victory in. You are the one that loved us first, that showed grace and mercy to us first. Forgiveness. And oh God, so we pray that we go about, as we go about, we just, we just pray, God, that that you would strengthen us and help us that when things come our way that aren't pleasant, that we can still be your child, that we can still be practicing love and grace and mercy. God, that we're willing to be your servant in that way, that we're willing to sacrifice when the need arises, to really show good to evil, that evil doesn't conquer, but that good does, oh God. And we know that you're a good God, and that's where it comes from. And so thank you again, God, for the victory in Christ Jesus. In that resurrection, that you got victory over evils and darkness of the world, that we can have that and we can go about in that way. So we ask, God, that you would bless Rock Haven congregation here as they go about yes, the struggles that they have. Just uh, pray that you would uh, just strengthen them and lead and guide them. God, as we go about our work now in the next week, we just ask that you would uh, just be with us, that we can be a witness and truly bring your word to the world, to the darkness. Again, we want to thank you for all the blessings that you have bestowed upon us, the earthly things that you have given us. Help. We just want to ask that you help us, that we use them to your honor and glory, to further your kingdom. We pray in Christ's name. Okay, I'll turn the time back to whoever's leading out today. I'm not sure who. Yeah.